It is good to be here with you this morning. Thank you for being here. Would you open a Bible with me to the Old Testament book of Proverbs? And I invite every single person in this room, young and old, can you find Proverbs chapter 1 in your Bible? We're just going to be in the book of Proverbs today. And so if you can find that right in the heart of your Bible, you will be well prepared. We'll go across the spectrum of that little book in the middle of your Bible. But I would love it if you would have your own copy of God's Word open, on, ready to follow along with us this morning. I trust that those of you who are a little older realize every single thing that we have to talk about this morning applies to you, it applies to me, whatever you do for a living. If you are still working for a living or you are retired, whether you are a man or woman, whomever you are, every single thing that we're going to talk about today is applicable to you and applicable to me. And so as you see what we're talking about this morning, don't tune wisdom from the book of Proverbs out. But that being said, I would love the attention of those of you, especially who are school age. And I would love it if you had a Bible open. I would even love it if you have a bulletin ready to go. On the inside of that bulletin, there is just a very basic outline of where we're going to be. As we open our hearts to the wisdom, the matchless wisdom, right here given by God in the book of Proverbs, what would it look like if God had a back-to-school list? That is on the minds of many, many, many young and old, moms and dads scouring the the aisles of Target or scrolling through Amazon trying to find those last few back-to-school lists. I know that it's on your mind because a few of you have talked to me about it over the course of the last few days. I can't believe my kindergartner has to bring 12 boxes of Kleenexes. That sort of thing. Back-to-school is on the mind of Some of our very young hearts in the audience, you already started some of you this past week or a few of you started a couple of weeks ago. Some of you will be starting this week. Maybe it is at home, maybe it is online, maybe it is in a school building of some sort. But what would it look like if you got a list not of markers and Kleenexes and Clorox wipes, what if... God gave us a list on the first day of the week, the Lord's Day, to take with us into school, in our hearts, in our homes, in the the, the context of our families, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in the, the larger community, in the way that we present ourselves and comment and act and react online. This touches with every aspect of who we are because God reigns over every aspect of who we are. 
This is not just something that we do together on Sunday morning and then go about living in whatever way we want to live. Our King reigns, as we've sung this morning, over every aspect of our lives. And so is your Bible open there to Proverbs 1? I ask you not only to have a Bible open, but a heart open. To Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 5, where a very important tone is set for us. Listen to this call. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands obtain guidance. Now let me just stop you right there. Do you see, young person, what we are being told in Proverbs chapter 1? You are sitting in a room with some very wise people this morning. People who have been walking with God for a good long time. And they're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody who's going to get up on this stage is perfect. But you're surrounded by a lot of wisdom this morning. But do you see from Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 5 that even very wise people still need to be learning? Let the wise increase. In learning, there is no one in this room, no one watching this live stream who will ever get to the point they are so wise they don't need to learn anymore. And you know the way that God's people learn? Do you know the way that God's people increase in wisdom? One of the greatest ways is just to listen. Let the wise hear. And increase in learning. And the one who understands. Young person, as hard as it is sometimes to, to believe, there are people in this room, there are people in your own family who understand things that you don't yet understand. Because they're a little further down the pathway of life. But do you see that even those who have a great deal of understanding, we still need guidance. There is no one in this room who has grown to the point where I don't need guidance anymore. And so we're going to open God's word and we're going to listen to him. And we're going to stay right there to begin in Proverbs chapter 1. If God gave... The young, the old, the wise, the, the just beginning, the, those who understand and those who have a lot to learn. If God gave us a back-to-school list, what would be on it? Item number one. The most important item on this list. Here is where it is. The fear of of the Lord. If God gave us a list, that would be in big letters, bigger than all of the other letters. It would be right up at the tip top. If God was using a highlighter, it would be highlighted. If God could make it glow and light up to really get our attention. I take that from Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7. 
Do you see that in your Bible or up here on the screen? The fear of the Lord is the beginning. The beginning of knowledge. Sometimes those who have been wise, those who have walked with understanding hearts for a little while, forget that. Which is why the wise always need to be listening to God. And those who have understanding always need to be looking for God's guidance. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of everything. The beginning of knowledge. The beginning of wisdom. The beginning of the greatest, most important kind of instruction. And do you know what God describes men and women as when we decide, you know what? I don't want to listen. I just want to do whatever it is that I want to do. If there is a God right now, I want him to leave me alone. I don't want to have to follow anybody's lead. This is what I want to do, and I'm going to do it. God says, that's foolish. Don't be like a fool. That's what Proverbs is all about. Right in the middle of your Bible, the fear of the Lord is where it begins. But especially for little hearts, maybe that's a little difficult to understand. What is the fear of the Lord? So go with me a page or two over to Proverbs chapter 3. And I want you to begin reading with me in Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Let's see if we can't figure out what it means to fear the Lord. Ready to read with me? Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Those of you in fifth grade need to hear that. Those of you about to leave town for your freshman or your sophomore, junior, senior year in college need to hear that. Those of us going out into the community, into the workforce, need to hear that. This is what it looks like to fear the Lord. Could I highlight just four basic things? What's it mean to fear the Lord? Well, it begins with acknowledging Him. There is a God and I am not Him. I have a Creator. I have someone who put me here. I have a creator who has spoken and revealed his will for my life. I need to acknowledge that there is a God in heaven who cares about how I live. Number two, I need to trust him. Even wise people, remember, have much to learn. Learn from who? First and foremost, from God. What God has told us in His Word, I need to trust. 
We're thankful for a lot of good teachers in our community. We're thankful for a lot of good teachers right here in our church family. But young person, you will never have a teacher who knows more than God. You will never have a teacher who knows what is better for you than God. Trust Him. And listen to him. That's what these few verses are really getting at. Trust him with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He'll make straight your paths. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. What what is wisdom really calling us to do? Listen to God. Realize there is a God. Trust him. Listen to him and follow his lead as he tries to get you to turn away from things that will hurt you. Hurt your influence. Hurt your heart. Hurt the people around you. This is what it looks like to fear the Lord. Let's go back in Proverbs to Proverbs chapter 23. Where does this connection between God and us begin to be made? Okay, I realize I need to fear him. That's at the very top of the list. What's that going to mean? I'm going to, to acknowledge him and I'm going to trust him and I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to turn away from evil in order to follow him. Well, is there a word that I can put on my list that I can carry with me this week, just a one-word, easy way of remembering everything we've just said so far. Absolutely there is. It's in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23. And the word is truth. What does God want you to take with you this week? Truth. Just like many of your parents have gone and bought you all sorts of supplies for school, Listen to Proverbs 23, 23. Buy truth. And you don't have to have any money in order to do that. You're holding it right here in your hand. Invest in this. Carry it with you. Listen, if you lose your cell phone or you lose this, do you know what matters more? This. This matters more than anything you can buy, anything you can have. This is truth. Don't ever leave it behind. Don't ever sell it. Don't ever decide, you know what, something else is worth more than what God has said. No, buy truth and do not sell it. Right here in your hands this morning is wisdom and instruction and understanding. Let's go back to Proverbs chapter 10. We've talked about the fear of the Lord and we've talked about truth. Okay, so how does that begin to impact who I am? What sort of person, young or old, that I am? The word that God uses in Proverbs chapter 10 is integrity 
And if you're young, you may not really understand what that word means. Let me put it really, really simply this morning. Integrity means you're going to do the right thing no matter what. You fear God. You believe that God has told you the truth. Integrity means I'm going to do the right thing no matter what. No matter how many people are around. Whether mom and dad or teachers or around or not. I'm going to be the right sort of person no matter what. Look at Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 9. Proverbs 10 verse 9. Whoever walks in integrity. It's not that I just talk about it in Bible class. It's not just that my mom and dad would like me to have this. This is my way of life. Whether I'm in town or out of town. Whether I stay right home for college or I go thousands of miles away for college. I want God to define what's right and that's the way I want to live. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely. But he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. Let's go to the chapter before this, Proverbs chapter 9. Do you know what warnings like that ought to do in your mind and my mind, my heart and your heart? That ought to make us humble. And that's right here on God's back-to-school list. Humility. Again, a word maybe that, that we don't use very often. If you're young and you're not sure what that word means, let me make it really simple for you. Humility knows I'm not always right. I'm not always the smartest or the wisest person in the room. You remember where we started in Proverbs 1? The wise need to increase in learning. Sometimes I mess up. Sometimes other people around me who care about me see things that I haven't wanted to see. Sometimes I need to be told no. Sometimes I need to be told wrong wrong way. Sometimes I need to turn around. You know what that is? That's humility. Look at Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 7. Whoever corrects a scoffer, somebody who just doesn't want to listen, gets himself abused, and he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Young person, there are a lot of older people in this room who recognize because we've been there sometimes when you love someone enough to say you're headed in the wrong direction they turn you into the bad guy. They act like you're the one with the problem. That's not wise. That's not humility. Verse 8 
Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. I'm not always right. I'm not always the smartest person in the room. Sometimes I mess up. Sometimes I need to be corrected. Take that mindset with you. In the language of Proverbs 15, a fool despises his father's instruction, but whoever heeds reproof, whoever listens when they need to be corrected, is prudent. Young person, you live in a Proverbs 18 verse 2 sort of world. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. God is not applauding that. He is not saying, that's the way my children ought to live. You can't change everybody else around you. But you can set the right sort of example. Sometimes, let's go back to Proverbs 1, where we started. Proverbs chapter 1, where we'll read in verse 10 in just a moment. Sometimes that involves having the courage to say no. For a very long time, there have been groups of people who have tried to encourage everybody in that group, everybody outside of the group, why don't you come with us? We know this isn't right. We know this isn't fair. We know this will be hurtful to the people around us. But I, if I can get you to laugh at me while I'm doing, or laugh with me, if I can get you to laugh with me while I'm being hurtful, that makes me feel a little less guilty. If I can get you to go with me while I'm doing something I know I shouldn't do, that makes me feel a little less guilty. People have been doing that for thousands of years. And so God in Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 10 warns us. My son, if sinners entice you, if they say, come on, come with us, even though you know it's wrong. Do not consent. Don't follow. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like shield, like the grave, let us swallow them alive and whole. Like those who go down to the pit, we shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw your lot in with us. We will all have one purse, my son. Do not walk in the way with them. Have the courage to say no. Hold back your foot from their path. Their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed blood. In vain a net is spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. It's a poetic way of saying they may be having a good time right now, but it's going to cost them. Remember, there is a God. And I'm not him. 
and fearing him, turning away from evil is the very beginning of wisdom. These are the ways of everyone who decides, I don't want to listen. I just want what I want. I want to live in whatever way I want to live. Have the courage to say no. Our adults need to hear that this morning. I need to hear that this morning. Sometimes, young or old, that's going to involve saying, you know what, it's not good for me to be around this person or this group of people. What they're doing after work, where they're going, how they're choosing to entertain themselves, it's not good for me as a child of God to be around that. That's Proverbs 14 and verse 7. Leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not meet words of knowledge. Let's go back to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs 3 and verse 29. Kindness is on God's back to school list. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 29. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. There are people around you who trust you. There are strangers around you who are looking to you to be kind. There are people who don't know your name, they don't know your family, they don't know where you go to church, they don't know your life story. They just know that they're a little scared. They don't know what's going on. And they're trusting you that you will be a kind sort of person. Young person, listen to me. If anyone in your school ought to be kind, it is children of God. If anybody at work ought to be kind, it is children of God. If anybody online ought to be kind, it is children of God. How important for young and old to realize this morning, life is about more than just being right. Being an adult is about more than just being right. Proverbs 21, verse 21. Whoever pursues righteousness and kindness. And so let's set aside this crusader mentality that the world is wrong, I'm right, and I'm going to prove it no matter how ugly or demeaning or bitterly sarcastic I have to be. Being a Christian is about more than being right. It's about pursuing righteousness and kindness. Because you know, don't you, even as I know, that I open my heart to all of that ugliness, and what I enjoy is not life. What I feel is not right. The way I am acting is not honorable. And adults, little hearts and little eyes 
are watching and listening. Which is why as we open our Bibles back to Proverbs chapter 15, boy, Proverbs has a whole lot to say about self-control. It's right here on God's back to school list. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Young person, you live in a world where a lot of adults just get a kick out of stirring things up. That's not wisdom. That's not right. That's not self-control. Proverbs 15, 4, a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Verse 18, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. Proverbs 16, whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty. You want to be better than a superhero? You want to be stronger than any comic book character you can watch on any sort of television or movie? This is what's better even than being the incredible hope. Be slow to anger. Rule your spirit. That matters more than being able to conquer a city. Proverbs 17 verse 27. Whoever restrains his words has knowledge. And he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Proverbs 18. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Proverbs 22. Make no friendship. Again, maybe the wisest thing is going to be, you know what? I'm not going to choose to be around those people anymore. They're just given to anger. I'm not going to choose to open my heart day after day to their input. They're just given to anger. I'm not going to go with them. I don't want to learn their ways. I don't want to follow those paths. I don't want to be entangled in that trap of the devil. Let's go quickly to Proverbs 25 and verse 18. Young person, on God's back-to-school list is honesty. Tell the truth. Listen to the truth. Believe the truth. Tell the truth. Proverbs 25, verse 18. A man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a war club or a sword or a sharp arrow. Trusting in a treacherous man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth or a foot that slips. Young person, there will be lies told in junior high, middle school, high school, college that will change lives. Don't be that sort of person. Be a person of truth. Quickly, in Proverbs chapter 6, it has always fascinated me. The wise man says, sometimes you ought to just lay down on the ground and watch the ants. You think you're so wise? 
have so much understanding. There are things you need to learn from your Creator from the ants that are on the ground. Look at Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 6. If you're a, a sluggard, if you're lazy, if you just keep putting off things that you know you need to do, go to the ant. Consider her ways. There's wisdom here. Without having any chief or officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? And when will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. Young person, you don't realize it right now. But time is just clicking by. Shelley and I ran across pictures, especially of Jaden and Emma, four years ago when we moved here. And not until you stop and look at pictures from four years ago of somebody who's growing up, do you realize how quickly time is passing by. Don't waste your life. Don't waste your youth. In Proverbs chapter 15, we've got an important bit of wisdom. Proverbs 15 and verse 16, better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Young person in this world where so many your age are looking to people who have it all, who have more followers than you can even begin to imagine, who live in houses like you've never even seen a house like that, who drive cars that you know you'll probably never be able to afford it. That's the big goal. If I could just have that sort of stuff, you know what's better than that? Having just a little but knowing what life is all about. Fearing the Lord. You know what's better than having the best food that you've never been able to enjoy? Having love in your home. And in your heart. In Proverbs chapter 16, next chapter, last item on the list. Meekness. Again, a word maybe that we don't use very often. It simply means there's always more to learn. There's always improvements to make. Young person here, Proverbs 16, verse 18. Pride goes before destruction. And a haughty spirit before a fall. There are people all around you who live with the mentality today. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. You live your life like that. And your life is going to get hard. And it will not please your Father in heaven. It is better to be of a lowly spirit with the poor. Recognizing I have more to learn. I don't know everything. I don't have all the facts. Even when I think I know the whole story, I don't know the whole story. than to have more than I can spend 
and have a spirit that's proud. My son, many are the plans in the mind of a man. Many of you very young people have many plans. Not everybody's going to live long enough to fulfill those plans, even your age. But you know the most important thing to come face to face with this morning? What really matters is listening to God, fearing God, obeying God. We've heard a variety of key words throughout our time together this morning encapsulated perhaps best right here in Proverbs 3. My son, don't lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, and there'll be life. This is the path to life for the soul. This is what you ought to wear. This is the way you ought to walk, and when you do, you walk securely. This is the way not to stumble. This is the way not to be looking over my shoulder, afraid about being caught. This is the way to be able to lie down and and realize, okay, I may not have been able to do everything that I wanted to do, but I live today in a way that pleased my Creator. This is a way that, come what may this week, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be unsettled. God is my confidence. The battle belongs to the Lord. And yet, in our last couple of minutes together, who can say, I've done all that. <laughs> I, every box checked at perfectly the right time in perfectly the right way. No big deal at all. I've got this. Nobody in this room. Nobody can say, I've made my heart pure. I've cleansed myself from my sins. Which is why, young person, the most important item of all on this list is Jesus. Because Jesus not only perfectly showed all of these qualities, perfectly lived this life. He gave his life as a sacrifice for you and for me who make a mess of that list. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7, his blood cleanses us from all sin. If we decide that we're ready to walk in the light as he is in the light, we establish a relationship with God, we establish a relationship with his children, and Jesus' blood cleanses us from all sin. And so, young person, I want to be really honest with you this morning. I haven't always checked all of those boxes on that list that you've filled out. And your mom and dad haven't always perfectly lived up to that list. And no adult in this room has ever lived up to that list. But a lot of us know Jesus. And that's what makes the difference. Maybe as we stand and sing this invitation song, you're ready 
to establish your own relationship with Jesus. You realize you haven't always lived this sort of life. And you're ready to leave that sin behind. You're ready to confess your belief that Jesus is the Son of God. You're ready to be buried with Him in baptism to wash those sins away. You want to walk in the light. Whomever you are, whatever your age, if you need to respond to this greatest invitation of all, would you let us know how we can help by coming to the front while we stand and sing to